Welcome to the Sacred Dance. This podcast will aid you in finding balance in a polarizing reality. I'm your host, Annette Maria, purpose and feminine liberation coach, intuitive facilitator of healing, and channel. Exploring topics of spirituality, sexuality, healing, and the energetics behind it all. We are going deep into all that we experience on this human ride. All is welcome and nothing is off limits. You will experience conscious conversations with leading experts in the healing arts and channeled insights from me. It's time for life to feel like a sacred dance. Are you ready? Hello and welcome to the sacred dance. I'm super excited for today's conscious conversation. I'm diving in with Gina Francis. She's an embodiment guide and womb-based business coach, also a best-selling author. So welcome Gina to the sacred dance. Thank you. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I, I just never get, I never get sick of that name sacred dance. It's just like my favorite podcast name ever. I think (laughs) just channeled through right it was like here you go here's what you're doing next (laughs) it's perfect yeah thank you so much for having me Annette super excited to be here for this chat yeah so let's dive in with just you know telling the audience who you are and what you do and what is womb-based business what is that all about Mm, yeah so my work is a is a, a big mishmash, you know, it's a mixed bag, as I think many of us are, but I really focus on supporting female bodied leaders in connecting back to their body, their womb, their menstrual cycle, and really living in flow with their cyclical nature and with the wisdom that exists inside of them and eliminating burnout and being able to create more ease and more fluidity and more expansion and expression and service and really to step into deeper levels of leadership as well through really leading from the womb Mm -hmm. and womb-based business is just that it's really a way of doing not only business but a way of doing life and business your career leading from your womb and living with your cyclical nature creating and doing from a deeply, a deeply embodied place that honors the natural cycles of the female body. And this is something for even people who are not naturally cycling. If you're on hormonal birth control or um, post-pregnancy and you haven't got your period back or even during pregnancy, it's so beautiful because our, which I'm sure we'll dive into The menstrual cycle is a reflection of nature and is a reflection of the seasons that we move through in nature outside of ourselves, just as it is a reflection of the phases of the moon and what the moon moves through. So even if, you know, you're listening to this and you're not having a period right now, or your cycle is super irregular and you struggle, you know, connecting with it or tracking it doing this work that I'm sure I'll I'll share more about today through womb-based business and through just living cyclically connected to your womb, you can still tap into that cyclical nature, no matter what, like everybody can do it. Beautiful. Yes. And I just would love for you to clarify, you know, for say someone 
this is just totally a new topic for them. Mm-hmm. When you were saying leading from the womb, is there a way to explain that in a way to explain it to like a fourth grader? Mm, yeah, great question. I would actually love, do you mind if I just drop everyone into connecting with their womb right now so they can actually have a felt sense of what it, what it could be like? Of course. Yeah, cool. So if you're listening, where well, you are listening, <laughs> wherever you are listening, <laughs> um, go ahead, close down your eyes. If you're in the car, please do not close your eyes unless you're not driving. And go ahead and place both your hands over your lower belly, just below your belly button and above your pubic mound and that lower, that sacral chakra area. You can either place your hands physically on your body or you can also hover them energetically in front of that space if it doesn't feel good to touch your body today. Let's together just take a deep breath down into the low belly. This is where your womb space is. And exhale out of the mouth, soften. I invite you to notice if you're sucking in your tummy. Can you just let your belly, let your womb, your womb space relax and soften into your hands? So many of us spend most of our days sucking in our tummy, needing it to look flat when female-bodied people Most of us have an organ there. Most of us have our uterus down there, this beautiful organ. So when we spend a lot of time sucking in and trying to have this flat tummy, we're actually pressing in and suffocating this beautiful organ that lies there. Take another breath down into the belly, down into the womb space. And exhale out. I invite you to bring your focus and your attention right in the center of where your hands are, right in the center of your low belly, your womb. And actually imagine as if this area of your body could breathe itself. Imagine it had nostrils of its own. I know that may sound silly. And this may be the first time that you ever connect to this space and that is beautiful, that is perfect. You may have been connecting to this space for years now, that is perfect as well. Hmm. I'm just gonna take a couple more moments and going to give you the space to see are there any messages that this area of your body has for you is there any messages that your womb has for you today And no message is a message as well.
Take one more breath in. Open the mouth, let it go. And when you're ready, wherever you are, you can slowly open your eyes and maybe even give your womb space a gentle rub, a soft massage, a little pat. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And that, well, Annette, I would love to ask you, how do you feel after just dropping into that space? Oh, beautiful. I received to not, um, I don't like the word launch anymore, but to not ignite a project that I was going to share this week. <laughs> mm. So, you know, I've been getting like little hints about that, but it was like, not yet. <laughs> yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That's it's huge. just this like kind of blossoming, like I kind of, this, you know, tingling in the in the vagina space and just this like opening as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And anyone on here listening as well, that feeling of, and I, I really want to preface this by saying as well, this experience is going to be different for everybody. Some of you may get a really clear message. Some of you may feel like, what the heck am I doing? This feels weird. Some of you may struggle to actually allow yourself to focus attention on that area. We all come from different backgrounds, different experiences, different traumas, different um, relationships with our bodies that there's no, there's no one right way to feel when we connect this way. You may have an experience like Annette just did where a beautiful, strong message came through, or you may have heard crickets and especially if you're new to connecting from this place and you're like, how do I even lead from my womb? This is how you start by simply just breathing and connecting to this space from this, this curiosity, you know, not this space of needing to do anything, needing to make anything happen. Kind of, kind of like in sex, if you force an orgasm, you know, we're not, we don't want to go for that goal of having an orgasm, just like it is here. We want to allow ourselves to just be with whatever process our womb wants to take us through and whatever our body is ready to reveal for us. And it's like any relationship in life, you know, when you meet someone or um, connect with someone, it takes time to build trust and build rapport and build connection with that person. And, you know, then, then it grows and it deepens and there's more trust there. The same goes for your relationship with your womb. So starting with a practice just like this, I recommend, you know, everyone, you can do this every morning. I love to start my day every morning, most mornings, but yeah. Yeah. So that's something that you guys can do and take away. And then it, it also drops you into such a anchored place and grounded place in your body to really lead from this power center, which yeah. is also very connected to your heart as well. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. That's so beautiful. I feel like that, you know, wraps up at all. No, I'm kidding. That really was just <laughs> powerful in itself, right? Just that practice of connecting and viscerally feeling it. And yeah, it doesn't matter what the experience is. It's that continuous coming home and choosing to connect that'll allow different things to blossom open or to not. Right. And it's all, 
It's all beautiful. So I would love to know what brought you to this work. What made you fall in love with, you know, the menstrual cycle and all the medicine that's in the womb? My own journey. Um, I write about this in my chapter in Legacy Speaks, um, which again, I've co-authored with Annette as well. And um, really the journey for me started with being on hormonal birth control. I mean, I think this journey started ages ago and lifetimes ago. It started with my ancestors and, you know, my mom and my grandma and all of that. But for me, what was really the pivotal moment was when I decided to come off of hormonal birth control in 2017 after being on it for about eight or nine years. Mm. And manipulating my cycles, um, overriding my periods, going months without having a period because it was inconvenient and I could just keep, you know, taking the hormones instead. And when I came off of birth control, it was as if this veil was just lifted Mm -hmm. and I could see and things were clearer And at the same time, I also kind of spiraled into a bit of a depression and this really dark time because I had no idea who I was. Mm. Because all of this time when I was on birth control, I was, I was really living, I was living according to other people's ideals of what they wanted me to be and who they wanted me to be. And then when I, I was actually living in Australia and moving to Bali when I, when I did make, um, have this transition off of birth control. So I was kind of exploring the world. I was starting a new life. I was um, teaching yoga. I had just done my yoga teacher training like years before that. And I was like, whoa, who, who am I? Who am I without these, these hormones in my body? And at the time I had no idea what they were doing to me. And I had no idea how much it was affecting me. And that really started the journey of, you know, who am I? That kind of spiritual awakening sort of thing that many of us have. And I was just, it was, it was overwhelming and it was also so deeply beautiful. And I didn't get my period for 13 months after stopping the pill um, or the NuvaRing I was on at the time. And so that journey in and of itself of realizing like, you know, I started attending like women's circles in Bali, I started hearing stories from other women around me who also, you know, weren't having their periods for months or even years. There was this, this, my attention was being drawn to, I guess I'd say like more feminine arts and, and, and more connection with women. Cause for a lot of times I feel like I, most of my life, you know, a lot of sister wounds, a lot of jealousy mm. still stuff I'm working on now, you know, totally honest. Of course, it's like, we're always in the work. We're always we're always growing and we're always expanding, but that was really rough at that point. And so starting to connect more with women through um, these deeply vulnerable conversations about our bodies and about our journeys and our sexuality and our menstrual cycles and, and this wisdom and being exposed to it, just, it was like this switch just flipped inside of me. And it was this deep knowing and deep remembering that this is what I was here to do. And that really anchored in and really solidified when my period came back. Mm. And I just dove through a lot of, um, through Ayurveda, through Chinese medicine, massage, 
um, so many different energy healing modalities to help bring my period back and clear a lot of what was in my womb. And it was so interesting. And I see so many people relate to this as well as I went to the doctor multiple times and had hormone level tests done and, you know, checked to see what was going on. Is anything wrong? They were like, you are the healthiest person I've seen in a really long time. And I just knew when they said that, that it was an energetic thing within my womb, like why I wasn't bleeding yet and why my cycle hadn't come back. And so that was really a catalyst to explore, okay, what am I holding on to there still? Like, is there shame around being a woman? Is there, is there blockages there that still need to be cleared? And through that journey is when I was really like, wow, okay, like this is not just me who's experiencing this and this needs to be spoken about. And it all just unfolded from there. (laughs) Yeah, that's so, I can deeply relate to that getting off of the hormonal birth control Mm -hmm. and then having that veil lifted because that was a similar experience for me. My body was basically screaming at me every night when I would take the pill to, Mm. to stop taking it. It was for about a year. And I remember saying to my partner, like, what do I do? I'm scared. Like I didn't trust my body, right. To, to not be on this hormonal birth control. So it was that same journey of the veil being lifted and feeling like, oh my gosh, like that's what it's like to be myself (laughs) and to deeply connect in that way and to develop that self-trust. So thank you so much for sharing that and for doing this work because it's been just deeply impactful for me to experience it in the ways I have. So I know you're, you know, creating massive impact in the feminine on this planet. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> You're so welcome. Absolutely. So why why do you think that we've shied away from our cyclical nature? I mean, nature is nature's doing it, right? It's evolving. We move through the seasons. Why don't we allow ourselves to move through the seasons? Oh my gosh. So many things we could unpack here, right? <laughs> Dive into whatever you want. <laughs> what it's what comes to me first is well, number one, that it's not our fault. Um, and so much of it comes from just conditioning. It comes from the conditioning and the patterns of not only what we experienced as a child and what we were told growing up, especially if we were exposed to, you know, what our education around puberty and the menstrual cycle and being a woman, a female in a female body was, was like, um, and it also goes back to, you know, what our mother's experience, what our grandmother's experience, what our great grandmother's experience and so on and so on and so on. And we obviously now we live in such a world that is so, it is a very masculine dominated world and driven world It is a very male dominated world where many things such as, for example, the nine to five job are set up for a male body to thrive. They are not set up for a female body to thrive. And female body people, we also operate on this other rhythm called the infradian rhythm. And that is like the example of our menstrual cycle. So everyone operates on this, there's a circadian rhythm. And then we also have the infradian rhythm, which is this longer cycle also reflected in the phases of the moon, for example. So like the moon cycle and the menstrual cycle, the tides are all examples of that. And 
male bodied people's hormones are pretty much going through the same cycle and fluctuation every day. It's a 24 hour cycle. Whereas we have this average of let's just say 28, 29 days average disclaimer. That is if your cycle is not that long, that's fine. You know, it can be a healthy cycle can be anywhere between 21, 22 and, and 35 days. Um, but we operate on this much more fluid and longer and expanded cycle. And that's just not, it's not honored anymore in this world when we're in this world of production and go and go and go and produce and do and be and achieve and reach those goals and meet those deadlines. It's not like we're not setting up, we're not living in a world that's set up for us to necessarily thrive. And so that's where we have to take radical self-responsibility and be like, okay, well, how am I going to create my life so that I can radically thrive and create that ripple effect and create that change? Like, for example, when you messaged me about how um, impactful implementing the cyclical business and the womb-based business things into your life and business were, it's like, that's what just has to happen. Like we can just get to this information. I feel like it's stuff. And that's why I love teaching it so much because it's, it's not new. It's, it's just, we haven't remembered that that's the way, you know, because we've been so conditioned out of living cyclically and been so conditioned out of living with nature, men too, you know, it's not just, it's not just women, it's women and men and everyone across the board has been conditioned out of living with nature. And um, yeah. So to come, come back to your question, I think it's just a lot of conditioning a lot of patterns, a lot of what we've been taught, what we've been seen and what we've been told and a lot of fear of doing something different. I think because, you know, I know for me, I'm, I'm such an overachiever. I'm, I've always been that way, you know? Yeah. You too probably as well. Like we're business women. We want to do big things in this world. We have big dreams, have big goals. And it's really, I find it's really this challenge to re pattern and be like, okay, how can I actually do less and achieve more how can i actually work with the wisdom of my body instead of what's being told what's being projected onto me and work with that as a way of achieving massive success and results in my life and you know pretty much every single woman i've met has been burnt out at one point or more in her life or is currently like experiencing a big burnout Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's a problem. That's a massive problem. And it's because we are not living cyclically. It's because we are not working with the beautiful different four phases that exist within one menstrual cycle, which I can share um, on if you want, especially for people who are new to this. Absolutely. That was, I was going to ask you to dive into that next to dive into mm-hmm. the internal seasons that are unfolding throughout the month. Yeah. So Um, yeah, this is, this is good to chat about because it'll give you guys more context. Like I mentioned before, the menstrual cycle is a representation of the seasons outside in nature. So, you know, just like we have winter, spring, summer, and autumn, we all, or fall, whatever you call it. We also have winter, spring, summer, and autumn inside of our bodies, inside of your womb, inside of your menstrual cycle. And again, that's also reflected in the phases of the moon. We move through the new moon to the waxing crescent, to the full moon, to the waning crescent. And I know for me, I was pretty much taught in school, you have a period, get a tampon, get a pad, um, 
don't get pregnant. Like that's it. I was never taught that there was actually four different, really distinct and different phases within the whole month of our cycle. So that in and of itself, right? I know it's so mind blowing. Hey, and it's, it's really powerful when we get to, when we learn this information, because again, like I said, it's not necessarily that you're learning something new. It's awakening of remembering inside of you, because this is stuff that we've known for generations and generations and generations. From the beginning of time, women were living with their cycle. They were tracking their cycle on the walls of rocks and caves and like using rocks and different paints to mark each day of the moon. And that was a reflection of the day of their cycle. And um, yeah, so, so to come back to the cycle, <laughs> zone, come, back to, come back to here, Gina. Um, I got really excited. <laughs> um, there's four different phases of your menstrual cycle. And those four phases start with, well, we'll start with your menstrual phase, which is your period. Most of you guys know about your period. Um, that's when you're bleeding. That's also known as that, or if you're not cycling regularly, or if you're not bleeding right now, um, you can work with the energy of the new moon. And that's a similar from the new moon to the waxing moon. That's about that menstruation phase. And that's known as your inner winter. This is a really beautiful time of going inward. It's a more yin. It's a more introspective, reflective, um, deep listening period within your cycle. And it's a beautiful time to really tune in and to ask yourself those powerful questions to really drop into, okay, what, you know, what am I wanting to create this next cycle? It's a beautiful time to reflect on the cycle beforehand. And then with this wisdom, with this deeply, because during this time when you are bleeding during your inner winter, your body is this beautiful conduit from the cosmos, from the heavens to the earth. And you are the, just this like extra potent, extra powerful channel for wisdom, for information. And really what's awesome about this phase for any of you guys who are like science nerds <laughs> as well, your left and right hemispheres of your brain are communicating optimally during this time. So both the logic and the rational side, as well as the creative and intuitive side of your brain, they're communicating really beautifully, which allows you to have such a deeply grounded knowing and sense of truth for yourself, whether that's in your business, in your relationships. I know um, a lot of people, if they're in a relationship and they get a message during their, during their period that this relationship isn't, isn't working, like this relationship needs to end. And it's this wisdom, this wise woman energy that comes in during that time. Mm. Um, so it's a really, really beautiful time if you allow yourself to rest. And I know not everyone lives a lifestyle where you can take a couple of days off of work during this time, or you can, you know, just go to the forest and be with the trees for five <laughs> days or something, you know, I know that's a privilege, but I encourage you if you can just do that much less, like, can you do 5% less? Can you do 10% less than you would? Can you use this time to maybe ask for help, ask for your partner to cook dinner or someone to take care of the kids for a night, you know, just those little things, even just consciously slowing down during your day to come back to your body, back to your womb can be really powerful. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So what's after the inner winter? 
Yeah. So after inner winter, we move into inner spring. Inner spring is like the week. So it's the week after your period, the week before ovulation. And this is really a time when energy starts to rise. It's a beautiful time of rebirthing. Like think of yourself in, in a little cocoon during your inner winter. And then the inner spring is when the butterfly is getting ready to blossom out of that cocoon you've rested you're feeling rejuvenated and it's a really great time to set intentions and to start planning and scheduling the month ahead it's a really good time to, to look ahead it's like okay during your inner winter you got the ideas you got the downloads the visions the insights and then during your inner spring is when you start to actually implement them and again even if you're not an entrepreneur or have a business this, this is goes for any area of your life, like whatever your professional career is, your personal life, relationships, da, 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 all of the things. Um, and so because your hormone levels are rising during this time as well, your energy is also rising. So many people often find that, you know, they start feeling more energetic, more outward. It becomes a more yang, like let's do, let's go. Um, and it's also really important to emphasize to not rush out of this phase it's very easy I picture I picture this like horse race and all of a sudden the gates open and the horses are just like dun, 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 and just like but like just run Absolutely. out of the gates like <laughs> right like so fast and I see myself included so many people just do that because they feel this burst of energy and hormones and they're like all right let's go and then we actually end up Burning. That's like a key. Yeah, that's that's a recipe for burnout when we go. That's literally down. me. Literally, <laughs> after my menstrual cycle, I'm like, all right, great. I rested for three days. Now let's fucking go, you know? And then I'm like, mm-hmm. you can't rest yeah. out of that transition. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, how can we still be excited and still go do the things we want to do? But um, remaining grounded, like just staying grounded during this time, you know, you can still do, you can still have the excitement, but remembering to earth, get your feet on the earth. Um, a lot like, you know, just connecting to the ground, breathing slowly. Um, cause a lot of people as well can experience, um, anxiety during this phase, especially if they're uncomfortable with the, the rush of hormones and with that energy spike, it's like not knowing what to do with it and where to direct it. Mm. So, staying grounded is so important so important mm. and yeah after inner spring then we move into inner summer this is around your this is your ovulation period so when your ovary if you're ovulating your ovary releases an egg it's a very fertile time fertile not only for life not only for conception of babies but for conception of your ideas and and creations in this world it's a very it can be everything everything as well that I'm sharing by the way is like this beautiful general um, blueprint and I want to emphasize that if you don't feel these exact ways that's okay as well and that's also something to be curious about like maybe something's off balance maybe there's something for you to look at so again these are all just um, general guidelines um and your ovulation time, your inner summer, it's like, you know, think of you guys going into the summer in, um, in New Jersey right now. It's beautiful. Probably this, you know, you get ready for summertime, oh, yeah. the sun's coming out. Like I know my dad just set up his pool and sent me a photo. The garden, in the backyard looks amazing. The sun is shining and 
that's really the energy of your inner summer of your ovulatory phases. You're like, I'm on top of the world. I am Beyonce. I am this queen. Like I can do anything and everything. And I'm magnetic and um, just like feeling juicy. And so it's a really good time for like socializing, a really good time for putting yourself out there, for selling, for pitching ideas, giving presentations. Um, And it's also a really important time for self-care because you may be feeling so extroverted or yang and you may be feeling quite mothery and wanting to give and do for everyone else. It's so important to remember to give to yourself, to make sure you're coming from an overflowing cup and that you're taking care of yourself. Um, And it's also very common to get real tired right around ovulation. Like the day before and the day of ovulation, you may notice that like, cause your body's doing something quite quick. Your body's doing a lot down there to ovulate. So don't, um, don't be surprised if you do feel a bit of a dip, even though there's this kind of magnetic, like go vibrant energy, it's very common to feel a bit of a dip right before ovulation mm-hmm. and at ovulation. Cause your body's working so hard. Yeah. I just wanted to add, you know, when you were saying, you know, the summertime yeah. is happening here in New Jersey, right? And I feel like I've just been singing like, I'm coming out. Coming out I want the world to know. Like that's just been like my theme song. And I feel like that's the ovulation like theme song, right? And energy. Yes. I love that. My friend actually made a reel with that song for the ovulation face as well. Oh, well, yeah, it's perfect. I just walk outside and my neighbors probably think we're loon, but like what else is new? I'm just yeah, thinking, but you are like, so it's okay. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> So that's ovulation energy, right? And then after the summer, of course, we go into, we go back in, right? Yeah. So we go back in. So we go back into inner autumn, inner fall. And I mean, I, uh, I miss the fall in New Jersey so much where that's where we are right now. I'm in Australia and, um, it's beautiful. Like I'm just stocking up on getting a bunch of sweaters and feel like I'm lighting the fire and drinking lots of warm drinks. And that's really the energy of your inner, your inner fall, which is your premenstrual phase. And um, that's also the waning moon. So ovulation, inner summer is full moon energy. If you're not bleeding regularly or you're on birth control and then inner autumn energy is energy of the waxing. I mean, the waning moon when things are getting darker, things are getting more still, more quiet. Um, It's a beautiful time of like release and letting go and clearing space to really prepare for a new cycle and to prepare for your menstruation, your inner winter. And the premenstrual phase gets such a bad rep (laughs) across the board where you know, we're told all these things. I'm too, you're too emotional. You're too hormonal. You're too this, you're too much. You're too annoying. You're bitchy. You're da, 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 needy, all these things. And a lot of the pain, the premenstrual symptoms, the cramps, the irritability, a lot of that is pretty much all of that is your body speaking to you. It's like during the premenstrual time, the veil, the veil is just lifted and everything well, things that are ready to be seen and looked at are going to bubble to the surface. Think like shadow work energy. It's like these shadows and these monsters under the bed come to be seen and to be looked at during this time. 
And when, when you suppress that and when you are just like, nope, not going to deal with that. Nope, not going to deal with that. No, I'm just going to pop some painkillers instead, or I'm just going to shove that under the bed and pretend nothing's happening. Mm. Like that's when the pain heightens. And what's so beautiful about this phase is I think of just the word like transformation and transmutation. There's such an opportunity for transformation during this time and, and transmutation, alchemization of these, maybe, maybe you might want to deem them negative things or, you know, whatever. I don't want to, there's no emotions that are good or bad, but these uncomfortable emotions that may be arising during this time and sensations are there to teach you something. Mm -hmm. And when you allow yourself space, like taking space for yourself during this phase is probably one of the most important things I can suggest doing like more space for yourself. Um, Absolutely. I just wanted to touch and share a little bit. Last week was my pre-menstrual phase. And I always Mm -hmm. feel during that time, right. When people are like, you're a bitchy or this, you're that it's like that Kali energy of just like, that like wild feminine that's like this is just fucking what I'm dealing with like leave me alone right yep. <laughs> and last week I was getting wild wild signs related to snakes I saw so many snakes crossed too many of them in the woods it was just you know they were talking mm-hmm. to me it was like snake medicine was a part of what I was moving through and connecting deeper into that wild feminine energy and you know I could have easily just ran away from, well, I did run away from three snakes in the woods that I saw. I ran really, really fast up, (laughs) but that, you know, then I could have ran away from that medicine and just sat with the fear of, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I hate snakes, but what is the snake? What's the medicine behind it? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was able to carve out the time to go, you know, to explore it deeper. And it was just, when we allow ourselves that space to look at what's coming up, because we don't have to like excavate our healing, right? We don't have to like mm-hmm. be like, okay, I feel this way. Now let me just try and remove every other limiting belief or every other like discomfort in my body, right? It's mm-hmm. you don't have to do that. We can allow things to just unfold and bubble up and move through it, mm-hmm. we know. And I think that's the beauty of that phase. So I just wanted to share that in there because it's really potent if we allow it to be. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think that's, that's what I love about this work as well is when we get to share our own experiences and stories like this, because that's what helps people relate. And they're like, oh, wow. You know, and also knowing that we're not alone in these experiences too, I think is so healing. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. what do you think shies people away from diving deeper into this medicine? Hmm. (laughs) It's funny. I'm like, Hmm, I want to ask you that question too. Like I would love to both share our insights on that. Yeah. Um, fear. Yeah. Like fear is the first thing that comes up. Um, you know, something else I would, I would like to touch on around that is I think, especially in the spiritual communities, in Instagram, all these aesthetically pleasing, like super woo woo, beautiful ceremony, crystals, all the things, which like I totally do. And I, I, I love beauty. Beauty is like a big part of my, my gene keys, if you're familiar with gene keys. But I think a lot of people think that they have to be this like 
woo woo spiritual person or they have to have, you know, the altar set up and the perfect ceremony and the perfect conditions and the perfect candle. And, you know, they have to do this perfect exact thing in order to do this or like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like there's this like spiritual materialism that I think is expressed in the world. And I think that that shies a lot of people away because they think that they don't know how to do it or they don't know enough. And why I love this work so much is because it's, it's your birthright. Like Mm. this is stuff that you, you, you are just by being, just by being, just by being born, like you are able to access this information and get to be able to access this information and experience. And so I think, um, and that's why I love like teaching it and remembering it is because it's like, I'm helping others remember what they may have forgot because it, it already exists within them and they already know that. And so I think this fear of like not knowing enough or I'm not, you know, worthy enough of, or I'm not spiritual enough to do this. Like you could literally go on the deepest journey with your womb just through connecting through that breath. Like I did at, before at the beginning and doing that every morning and night and just taking your own journey with it. Like you hundred percent could. Yeah. And I also believe that this is the type of work that really you get to have support on. And it's not something like, yes, you can go through it alone. I'm sure you could, yeah, we can try and do all these things alone. But I think this journey is such a communal community and such a supportive journey, like sister to sister, especially that if there's fear around like reaching out for support, if there's fear around me, like I said, not knowing enough, not being spiritual enough, not being just like feeling like you're not being, you're not ready. Um, and I think a lot of the fear as well comes from like this deep inner knowing that your life is about to transform. <laughs> and if you're not ready for that yet, you might not be ready to jump into it yet because <laughs> you, you start this work and and your entire life changes. Like you've got to be ready for that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And that's expansion. We always talk about expanding, but how we have to be ready. We have to feel safe, right. To feel, to expand Mm -hmm. in a way that is supportive for the nervous system and not collapsing and the other Mm -hmm. way. Um, so that's something that one ever really talks about, which is really important for me, just in general and the work that I lead, right. And to find that safety in the expansion Mm -hmm. and to find that safety in the womb that you were speaking on, I think, yeah, that's a big, I think that's a big part of it. And I want to touch on, you know, when you were saying, I want to ask you that, um, for me, I think for me, it's, well, first you mentioned that, like, you know, sister to sister, right. This was something that was done way, way, way back back when, right. The red tent days and all of that, this is so primally ingrained in us. And I think that's why we're shying away from it is because it taps us closer into the wild and yes, the wild for me, at least, I guess, cause you know, I'm working with the wild feminine, the, the snake energy. Um, but the wild the primal is scary because it's untamed it's unknown right it's just like fiercely Mm. is and for us who have you know a disconnection to our feminine energy and then to step in and honor our blood to connect with our blood like I remember when I first started even collecting my blood right and 
I know you do rituals with your menstrual um, blood and Mm-hmm. that was deeply overwhelming. Like I had to like lay down a little cause I was like, really like, wow, I can't believe I've never seen it. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. I've never seen it. Cause it always like, you know, went into a tampon and then into the garbage can. And mm-hmm. that's that like primal understanding of this is me. This is the most natural thing I can do. Um, is what I think also in conjunction of what you said is why, we shy away from connecting in this way. Yeah, I love that you brought that all to the table and brought that all up. It really is this, yeah, it comes back to just this primal, yeah, our primal nature. And that's the thing is so many women have never touched, so many people have never seen their own menstrual blood or touched their own menstrual blood. It's always just like this icky thing, like, eh, even if we get it on our finger, like freak out and just wash it off the toilet paper, you know? Yeah. So, and it's, it's part of us. Like it's part of us. It's how we were, it's how we got here. It's how we all got here. None of us would be here if it wasn't for that part. And it's totally magical too, right? Oh, Using your menstrual yeah. blood has, there's just so much to it and there's deep medicine within it and how you were saying, I also, I just want to share this. I hate, I not hate, yeah, I do hate watch, you know, when you're, when we're in like high school, middle school, we would hide tampons in our sleeves and like run to the bathroom. Like something tragic is happening. Or when you go to the store to buy feminine care products and you cover it with like boxes of chocolate. So no one's like, why are we doing that? Why? (laughs) Why? Right. It's just this, this shame, this so much shame that we get to clear and release around it. I, you know, like sticking the tampon, like up your sleeve to go to the bathroom. And it's, yeah, I think it's just the more of us start owning this part of ourselves, the more common, the more okay it will become for others. It's like, we get to be that permission slip for others. And I think that's really where so much of the change happens is, is just being permission slips for one another. Yeah, absolutely. I've always wanted to create clutches that say like, yes, I'm bleeding. Like just kind of like, you know, kind of like fuck you, um, (laughs) patriarchy type of clutches. Um, be so good because I think (laughs) this is something that came up like so long ago, but it's one of those things, right. Where owning it allows us Mm -hmm. to own ourselves deeper as women, as Mm -hmm. you know, individuals who bleed and, it's just, again, that like another way of standing up for this is me, like hear me roar, that wild feminine energy that wants to be rising up, up, up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, 100%. So when you, when you connect in this way, dive into this way, you know, we're talking about all the beautiful things that come, that come from it within our life, within our business, within our careers. Is there like a, I guess a shadow side to womb-based or to womb-based healing or yeah. Is there something there that isn't talked about or touched upon? Mm, I love this question. Mm, I feel into what feels true for that. The, death, the answer is definitely yes. <laughs> Hmm. One thing 
that feels alive to share is that it can become another way of putting ourselves into a box. So connecting with the womb, especially working with your cycle, eating, exercising, doing business, you know, the herbs you take, how you show up in your life, thinking that all with your cycle is so beautiful and it can become such a natural way of living. And yet there's also possibility to just box ourselves in to that where it's like working with the menstrual cycle is and the womb is a way of getting ourselves out of the boxes that we've been conditioned to live in and sometimes I've seen people myself included at the beginning of my journey when I'm kind of like yeah you know dabbling in it and just figuring it out is and it becomes another crutch it becomes this rigid thing like I can only do this during my bleed. I can only do this during my spring. I can only do this during my summer. I can only do this during my autumn. And um, like just getting really stuck in those like labels. I think sometimes it comes back to labeling, you know, and blaming certain things. I see, you know, blaming behaviors. Oh, I'm premenstrual. So blaming your inappropriate behaviors or blaming your ineffective you know, maybe unhealthy outbursts on just being premenstrual when that's, that's not how this works. Like, yes, that could be a cause of maybe this outburst, but there's also a a cause and a root that's, that's under, underneath that. That's so much more deeply under that. It could be, you know, you haven't, there's something that you really want to express and a boundary that you really need to set with someone and you're not doing it. And then that comes out during your premenstrual phase in the form of irritability in the form of this like total outburst. And then you could just easily say, Oh, I'm premenstrual. Like I'm blaming it on that, but it's not about self blame or blaming it on anything outside of yourself. That's like victimization. It's about taking self-responsibility for your feelings and your actions. Um, I kind of just merged both of those things, but basically, yeah, one of the things I would say is like the boxing us into these labels of each phase of our cycle and then how that can just, yeah, that no, boxing ourselves into anything is never good. Absolutely. And then, yeah, right. And then, yeah. And then that kind of blaming, especially during the premenstrual phase, I think that's probably very relevant, which is interesting because that's like the shadow phase of the menstrual cycle. <laughs> so it's like one of the shadows of this actually is the shadow of the menstrual cycle phase. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. The, We just, I love exploring all the polarities of it, you know, the beautiful Mm -hmm. and the dark side, because it's part of it. Right. And I find myself doing that. I literally thought that like, while we were speaking, like, oh no, I was going to, um, you know, do something this week. Oh, but I might be getting my menstrual cycle. Like maybe I should put it off. And I'm like, wait, (laughs) and then you know, find myself stuck in those boxes too. Sometimes of like, oh, but this is what's happening. But deeply inside, this is what I feel like I should be doing, right? So it's that constant connection, how you were referring to connecting to our room morning, womb, not room, our womb morning Mm -hmm. and night, right? Mm -hmm. That we check in with ourselves in the present, not what we Mm -hmm. expect the month to be like, or what we expect our cycle to even be like, but what we are like now. Mm Hmm. Definitely. And it's like finding, and that's, that's why this work takes time. You don't just wake up one day and are like mastering all of this, you know, it's a continual journey and it's finding 
you know, finding those sweet spots between looking at the month ahead and planning according to your cycle, but also showing up for what's present, you know, cause sometimes you might be bleeding and you might actually feel like really energetic and wanting to, you know, get on an Instagram live, or you're wanting to go out and see people and socialize, like be with that, you know, don't, don't just force yourself to do something because that's what you should be doing according to where you're at in your menstrual cycle. Like always come back to what's actually present for me. When, where is my energy actually feeling, especially for people whose cycle is irregular, you know, like where, what, how do I actually feel? And just tuning into your womb and asking, you know, what does your womb need today? What, you know, when, where is that energy at? So again, yeah, the presence I think is, the presence is, is important. Mm, so, so beautiful. So do you have anything else that feels really alive for you to share before we wrap up our conversation? Mm, this beautiful conscious conversation. <laughs> um, mm, I just encourage everyone listening, especially if anything triggered you, especially if I think a lot of people come to this work because there's just a deep knowing and a deep niggling inside of them that's pushing them here. Like, each one of you, every ears that this is going into, you're meant to be hearing this right now. And there's medicine for you here. And I encourage you to not ignore it. Um, whether that means, you know, connecting with Annette about it, whether that means like reaching out to me, please. I love connecting. If you've listened to this, tell me, you know, how it was for you, what your experience was like. If you have any questions, um, please just reach out. You can DM me on Instagram and, um, just lean in, like lean in and allow yourself to be curious of what this, what this journey can offer for you, what working with the menstrual cycle or tapping into your womb can offer for you in terms of healing, in terms of, you know, radiance in your life, in terms of just feeling good and following what you love. And mm, also knowing that where you're at right now is perfect and there's no rush like this type this this opportunity to connect to your womb and your body is there for you and trust that you will take that leap when you feel ready and when you feel safe and I do really encourage you to reach out and like do that with support because I know for me that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I didn't have that I didn't have all the support around me that I do now. I was confused. I was alone. I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? This is a mess. I felt a lot of shame and embarrassment around it. And if only I had the support that I, I then got years later, it would have been a completely different journey. Not like I don't regret anything about my journey. You know, that had to happen for me to be here. But I encourage you to allow yourself to be vulnerable and ask for help if you need it, especially on a topic that can be so tender and that can bring up a lot of stuff. Mm, beautiful. Yes. So how yeah. can listeners connect with you, work with you if they feel called to? Yeah. So you can, um, I'm, I'm mostly on Instagram. It's at I am Gina Francis. So I hang out there the most, depending when you're watching this, I just took over a month off of Instagram, which was the best thing that I ever did. So mm -hmm. I'm, easing my way back on there. Um, so you can send me a message on there. Got tons of 
um, a lot more content on womb-based business in the different phases of your cycle. And um, my website is ginafrancis.com. You can also access that through my Instagram as well. And I've got lots of goodies on there. Um, I work one-on-one with clients. So depending when you reach out, we can see what we could do. I would absolutely love to support you in, in whatever capacity felt best for us. Um, my signature course, Menstrual Intimacy Academy, is all around this juiciness. It's a 10-week incredible journey that I'll be there's current we're currently in a round right now and I'm not sure when the next round will be but you can again basically you can just find out all my offerings from hanging out on my Instagram and checking out my website um and yeah that's pretty much it just please reach out like I would love to support you I would love to connect I would love to hear your feedback all the things Mm. super open Yes. Beautiful. Also, we were both co-authors in a book, Legacy Speaks. So you can get to know Gina deeper through her chapter in that. And then you can also connect with me deeper through my chapter in there. So we'll make sure that that link is down below. So if you feel Mm -hmm. called to get a new book, (laughs) we wrap up every sacred dance conversation with if someone wants someone who's seeking balance in their reality, what's your number one tip that they can implement tomorrow? Time alone every morning. Yeah. Yeah. Time alone every morning. Mm. So beautiful. Thank you so, so much for, for being here, for sharing this and for evolving this deeper. I'm so grateful to have connected with you here today. And yes, if you feel inspired by Gina, reach out to her and start infusing this medicine in your life in some form, in some way, starting small, of course, is the best way to make change. Um, so find her over at Instagram. Thank you so much, Gina. Thank you, Annette. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for everyone listening. So much love to you all. Mm, Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the sacred dance. If you enjoyed the medicine shared here, check us back out next Thursday as there are new episodes released every week. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and YouTube. Be sure to rate and review the podcast as you check us out so that we can grow and spread this community of balance, sovereignty, and everyone finding their own nuggets of truth in it all. Thank you and see you next week.